this week's podcast brought to you by Squid Liquors. The other day, our youngest uh, twisted a black uh, candy wrapper into a little bow tie looking shape and held it up and said to me, Dad, do you want a prosthetic mustache? Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's mid morning as we record this. And you have already had a very productive day. By my standards, yes. Uh, I do By more... anyone's standards. And I've had a really productive day, too. I do more before 10 a.m. than most people do all day. I went after high school drop-off. I went to the nearby big box hardware place. High school drop-off, meaning you dropped our high schooler off at school. Yeah, and, and then after wandering around for 40 minutes like, like, uh, like the last scene in Indiana Jones in the warehouse looking for somebody to direct me to what I was looking for. I found on my own uh, the hardware, the sliding track that we put our tr- kitchen trash bin, a little kitchen wastebasket. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the most uh, abused. The big kitchen wastebasket. Yeah, that's, but... the, that's the, the kitchen trash is the most uh, used and abused uh, square foot in our house. They The kids yank the cabinet door open so violently that I've already replaced that a couple of years ago. It doesn't match the rest of the cabinets in the kitchen. The whole door you had to replace, not even the handle. snapped off at one point. Yeah. But now the the little metal sliding rack for the pull-out trash chute, that also collapsed because the kids just used their foot to step on the thing and pull it out with their toes. How long ago do you think that, how long has that been broken, would you say? I don't know how long it's been broken, but it was installed um, 19 years ago. Not by me, but when the house was right. built. No, I'm just saying it's been broken to some degree for at least the last month to six weeks. But then in the last week, you couldn't even, using your might and no, your strength, it, it, yank that thing all the way literally out. literally fallen apart. But the best part was so when I removed the old one, I had to kind of crawl halfway into that little space yeah. that is, where, where we've been throwing garbage for 20 years. Yeah. Has that space ever been cleaned out? It would be hard to clean up because there was a metal rack screwed into it, a well, sliding rack. Well, I have vacuumed it out, and I have taken a cloth and cleaned it out, but I never removed the metal rack. So anything that was like in or stuck to the metal it rack was, 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 was still there. It was. I held my breath. It was gross. It was disgusting. But, but anyway, I, I went to the big box store, and I got a new metal sliding rack. I installed it this morning, put a new little trash bin in the space that holds it and i've been pulling the slider in and out all morning how have you been pulling the slider in and out via a little handle that attaches to it that you figured out how to install can i so i was it's a beautiful day here so i had my computer i was sitting out on the deck i was working but i was working in in just an in a beautiful morning and i could hear the kitchens right inside i could hear you working you get the drill out i could hear it it took how long would it take at least an hour right to do the whole thing the instructions say 15 minute install so yeah it took about an hour so then you open open the door as i sat on the deck and and you told me what a a terrible piece of crud this thing was and so i came in and you you crud was not the word I know. And you held the little handle. There's no way for this handle to go on. And, you know, this ridiculous handle and this handle and that handle. And I said I was going to throw it into the woods. Before you, I threw right. it into the woods, did you want to you said see you, how absurd this yes, thing was? you were going to throw it into the woods. So after I've been out, you know, kind of relaxing on the deck while doing work, I took the handle. And, I, and you've been working for an hour. And I popped the handle on. It just pops on and I and you said you said oh it, you can't just push it on it doesn't work if you just but, but, it won't work if you just push it on the the, the so, chef's kiss of this whole thing was when you said no, you, not, you, that's you, right okay. I have to get there okay get there so so can't just push it on and you were right you can't just push it on you kind of had to pop it on so I'm not good at finessing it so I popped on the handle that you were going to throw in the woods 
And without saying thank you to you or anything else for all the work that you had done, I just said, we make a good team. You, you still find it hilarious. And, and I, I, said, I found it hilarious at the time, and, and, you, and I find it hilarious I, I, now. I think, you were, I think you were serious. And I said, yes, we make a great, good team. I pitch nine innings of shout-out baseball, and you pick up the rosin bag uh, when the game is over, it was it was it was perfection. It it really was teamwork. But uh, I just loved how kind of and anybody who knows you knows how you how you can be. Um, you're a little bit riled up about this handle and, and, and your threats to throw it in the woods, and it took me ten seconds to pop it on well, there. Uh, but uh, but the most important thing is because of your work and and you your drive to the hardware store and every you did it all. We have a working slide out trash thing again but not only do we have that what else did i get at the big box store i i I went looking for a receptacle that that could hold packages to be delivered um you know at curbside but they didn't have any so what i found was a big rubbermaid tub with a lid on it and i and i wrote on a piece of paper package deliveries please leave them in this box thank you and And it's not Go, I'm sorry. I didn't and and is it one-stop shopping for uh, for thieves? Of course it is. Do I do I care if any packages delivered here get stolen? Not really. But what I don't like is when the packages are thrown into our yard and then the dogs devour. Yeah. The, the packages. Uh, this time of year, when it's really nice outside, our dogs are often outside. We have the electric fence, and they just like to be outside. And um, and I don't know if it's because. Some of the the drivers are are afraid of the dogs or just there's nowhere for them to put packages if they come. We're not even talking about like big boxes are usually safe. It's the like a a little package that has a dress in it. In a a, a, like a plastic envelope. Yeah. And and our dogs eat them. So our daughter, her uh, one of the. I don't think it was her prom dress. It may have been a homecoming dress or something. The Not only was the package open, the dress was eaten. We ordered two pairs of prom shoes for our daughter in two different sizes. One of the shoes was eaten by the dogs. It was so just destroyed. She could never wear it. Fortunately, the other pair, because this was like the day before the prom, only had a little bite on the heel so she could wear it. And, uh, and so, yeah, so you got this big thing that's outside of where the dog fence is. So the dogs, you know, now the the delivery people don't have to deal with the dogs. And hopefully they'll put the stuff in there if anything comes. And the dogs, why are we saying dogs? We didn't have this issue until we got the younger dog. Um, so the dog doesn't just destroy it. I, I with trepidation and, and dread, I will go to that little plastic bin and unseal the lid and look inside and God knows what will be in there. Probably not a package. Yeah, probably a snake and a turtle and. Well, I don't think any animal dog, can poop, get it. Dog poop, d- bags of dog well, poop from the that's, people who walk that's by. That's more likely, or or uh, some kind of uh, other kind of a gift, as as Karnak the Magnificent used to say, may a diseased yak leave a gift in your sock drawer. I hope nobody leaves a gift in our sock drawer. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about you doing the high school drop-off, which you have to do again um, because our oldest graduated from high school. So she is no longer driving her sister, who is a sophomore and doesn't have a license, um, to school. So we have the high school graduate. And then this past week, our eighth grade son graduated uh, from middle school. and so The school he's gone to for nine years. Yeah, since kindergarten. and um, But the the... Obviously, graduate graduating eighth grade is is a big deal for our kids. But the other thing that's a huge deal for them is when they graduate eighth grade, the present that they get is their first cell phone. And I went. Um, we are Sprint customers, uh, but Sprint stores don't exist anymore. Everything is T-Mobile now. That T-Mobile has taken over Sprint, um, sort of. But I so I go to a T-Mobile store because I need to. Uh, add our son to our family cell phone policy. And it, people who go into phone stores in suburbia, they're not very big. This is not a very big store. So I walk in and I'm talking to a guy um, about it, you know, 
I'm at the T-Mobile store because I want to switch over. He's like, well, you're still with Sprint. Um, and I recommend you stay with Sprint until like they have the forced merger. I said, well, then where do I go? Like, where's the Sprint store? Where do I go to, to do this? He said, you have to go to a Sprint store, didn't he? He said, he said, yes, you do a Sprint store. Come right over here. And I kid you not, in the store, there were three cash registers. So I'm at one facing, say, the north wall. And he said, oh, come over here. And we walk 10 feet to the cash register facing the south wall. And now, apparently, in this fantasy world of a cell phone service store, I am now in the Sprint store and was able to uh, was able to uh, add our, phone, our son to the plan and and get him a phone and all of that, but uh, it was so absurd. So, so what's do I have to go to a Sprint store? Yes. Where where's the nearest Sprint store? Oh, right over here. Did you say isn't there one nearer? Right. <laughs> isn't there one five feet away? So yes, that eighth grader has moved on. We'll move on to high school. The sixth grader um, will remain in middle school. Thank goodness for two more years. We're trying to slow down time, if not it's arrest not it entirely. Well. Not working very well, but but. You know how you, you could slow down time? How? I thought you were going to break into, if I could turn back no. time. Though I think the what would you say were some of the longest, sometimes days, but definitely the longest nights we've ever had? Well, when we had four under five, five and under. Well, when you have an infant. That's how you well, we slow had, down time. In, in those years, we always had an infant. Maybe we should just like foster an infant or be a night nurse. And then the time would seem to be going really slowly again. The two <laughs> of us the should would. be a night nurse? Yes. <laughs> we can be miserable all day and underslept. Uh, but that's the only way I know of, of slowing down time. So perhaps we should turn this podcast into a, a narrative nonfiction podcast where you do that. Rebecca Lobo, night nurse. I like it. Or you take over the Toronto Raptors as a basketball coach and it, it becomes Rebecca Lobo. Nick Nurse. There you go. What were we talking about? I don't know. Did oh, I... wanting to slow down time. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, it felt that that just felt like well, an eternity. Well, I, think, I think we I think we we found a way to slow down time. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, no, what I'm saying is she's still in middle school, and thank goodness we still have one who can come home from school and say we dissected a squid today. She didn't particularly care for that activity. She may not be destined for uh, to become a surgeon, I don't know. Or a scientist. But I believe she reported that one of the kids in the class, presumably on a dare, licked a squid. She mentioned that to me as well. Um, she said the boy's name of course it was a boy. It wasn't going to be a girl. Well, I mean, it goes without I mean, saying. Yes. So-and-so. His licked. name, strangely, his last name was Squid Liquor. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, that's disgusting. Like, I think when it, I don't remember what grade, but I think at some point we it's, dissected it's exactly, a frog. It's, exact, it's so gross. It's exactly what you would want. It's exactly what you want to hear when your kid comes home from school. It is. It, 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 it suggests It's that certainly better than I... This, licked the squid yeah, that we were dissecting. This, in this way, we have slowed down, turned back, or or frozen time because somebody, some kid has been licking squids for at least since since squids first squitted squitted out of the ocean onto uh, dissecting tables in middle schools around the world. Somebody has on a dare been licking the squid. Am I right? Probably. Like, do you think the parents of the kid who lick licks the the dissected item knows? Like, do you think that kid's parents like? Do you think that kid goes home and, and says it proudly, or do you think he like keeps it a secret of the thing he did at school? I think he, uh, I think he has a tearful confession over calamari that night <laughs> at Long at uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> Speaking of Red Lobster, I was staying in a hotel this weekend that was along a commercial fast food casual dining 
gas station, Starbucks, Dunkin' kind of uh, restaurant row. But not, you know, not five-star restaurant row. The hotel, this was for uh, our sophomore's uh, basketball tournament. Up in uh, Boston area. Between Boston and New Hampshire. And um, we we checked in at 11 p.m. and checked out at 11 a.m. And we're just there to sleep. But when we checked in at 11 p.m., I had to go out and forage for food for our daughter and myself. She was in the room at the hotel. And there was a Burger King next to the hotel. And when I put it, when I couldn't figure out how how to breach the berm, the landscaped berm between the hotel parking lot and the Burger King, I put it into Waze and it was a seven minute drive. A seven minute drive. Did you consider walking? Next door. Or was it like two dangerous? Drive through only. You, oh. they, they don't let you walk up to the drive through So of course I considered walking. Oh, because it, it it's been, so late. It would have been I a 25 yeah. second walk. Yeah. So I drove the seven minutes and then I got in the line and it was uh, the Burger King, the, the the building itself was on the left and, and a like a brick wall was on the right. So once you got into that chute and there was a car behind you and cars in front of you, there was no getting out. It feels like Burger King does that more in their drive throughs than other establishments. I, 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 don't, I haven't noticed that. But at this particular Burger King, that was the case and there was no escape. There was no escaping. I would have had to have 10, 10 or 15 minutes into my wait for two Whopper Juniors with cheese, I considered. Whopper Juniors or Whoppers Junior? Whoppers Junior mm-hmm. with cheeses. I considered just uh, turning off the car, unscrewing the license plates, and abandoning it. I didn't know what else what else I could do. You didn't know what else you could do? There didn't appear to be any hope of getting the food, and there was also no means of egress. Mm. So yes, I didn't know what to do. So I waited and waited and grew less, less, less and less patient. And when I finally got to the window, the, I don't know, 19-year-old, 20-year-old at the window said quite disarmingly, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for that wait. I'm really, I, I, I'm, I apologize. I'm so sorry. And what did this seething customer do, Rebecca? He said, that's okay. Do you know, do you, do, have we discussed this yet? No. Just knowing me, you said that's okay, right? Well, no, I just know that if it, a teenage kid profusely apologized to you for something, you are a good enough human that your response would be, it's okay. You are exactly right. I'm not like, I'm not saying this was some great response, but I'm saying that at 1130, on Saturday night, I found myself uncharacteristically giving a pep talk to the Burger King window guy, and I said, "You, it's, it's uh, you're doing great. You're doing great. I can see you're working hard. I didn't see anybody else back there. I said, "You've been super polite. You're super apologetic, and don't let any of these cars behind me forget that." Did you really say that? Uh, that's exactly what I said. I don't know what came over was me. Was this a other boy than, or a girl? It was a boy. I mean, it was a man, a young man, but I, he was no more than 21, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I thought in the in the in the uh, unforgiving Klieg lighting of the Burger King drive-through, uh, we had a little. We shared a nice little moment. I mean, just think of uh, because because I'm sure several people. I'm sure at least one person snapped at him. I'm sure. I'm sure not everybody was was the uh, the uh, uh, what the Gandhi like figure that I was. Person you are, but uh, you you wouldn't have been either if after waiting that whole time, if he had come over and said gruffly like, "What or what do you want?" Like he took control of that situation Absolutely. and by being apologetic and, and being appropriate and um not enough people do that like you can disarm um a situation or just i use this phrase a lot but lower the temperature of a room if you just have a smile and say you're sorry and show that you are making an effort for things to be better um you know it just uh not enough people do it oh i I'm, you know hopefully Young people get taught how to do that, but it, it 
certainly uh, changes, right? Like yeah, I'm guessing immediately you went from frustrated and probably angry to to kumbaya to, with the boy working at the Burger King. Absolutely, and 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 the other way to handle that situation, I experienced yesterday. I was it was my turn in the ringer at the T-Mobile store. And <laughs> yes, I sent you back because twice. Yes, because our, 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 well, just because it, it, our kids were going to upgrade their phones, it, was it didn't a, make it, sense it, it not was, to. It was a whatever. fine experience, and it takes a while for that process to happen. Right. But I was very hungry at the end of that process, and <laughs> I went next door with our with our high schooler to get Chipotle, and I made I made the first error I made. The first error I made was texting you and saying. Does anybody else want something? So what would have been, time what would have been the two of us going in and getting a getting a small order became uh, a thing with six orders, six different orders, uh, all complicated. You know, this one wants a, a burrito bowl with carnitas, corn, sour cream, guac, cheese, brown rice, black beans, whatever. And then and each, each of these six it's orders was different. It's not any more each, complicated each than six, what they no, normally no. deal well, what with. It is, right, what, what it is is a mobile order. That's what's known as a mobile order. But but so our our, our walk-in order became a, a complicated mm-hmm. uh, scenario. But you still, like, told them exactly what you wanted. You still said all those things that you just said to me, brown I, rice I, and guac and whatever, whatever. Was, so it could was, have been accomplished correctly. I was the, the, the dink standing in line reading a text off of his phone to the person, yes. Got it. Okay. The text that came from me. Yes. We want three I burritos. should have understood that your offer was... Hollow. Yes. It was a ho- completely was hollow, a hollow gesture. gesture. And, and the yes. fact that you didn't recognize the hollow gesture, but in fact called my bluff and took me up on it was, was got, got things off on the wrong foot. Well, because if it was me, the gesture would not have been hollow, and I would have been happy to do it. But let's let you tell your story. Go ahead. I just want to share my story, Rebecca, about my trip to Chipotle. Okay, keep okay? going. You can share your trip to Chipotle Another when time. you do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I said, you know, we want three burritos, two carnitas, one chicken. We want two burrito bowls, one chicken, one I think both chicken. I can't remember. Anyway, the, 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 the tortillas were were splayed on the counter. The burrito bowls were prepared, and the assembly line sh- was shoved down the assembly line where, they, where there's only one of me, so I can't walk down to the other end of the assembly line and say, oh, can you put corn in that one? Can you take the cheese in that, sprinkle cheese this? And they, they just started, and I was shouting down to that guy. They were all wrapped, boxed, placed in a bag, and waiting for me to pay for them while the line behind me seethed and fumed and fidgeted. So uh, I'm talking about this as a way to handle uh, a botched order, okay? Mm -hmm. And the way to do it is what I did. You you take the bag on faith. Mm -hmm. You drive home 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. You open the bag. You try to decipher what's what because there's just a series of squiggles in Sharpie on the tinfoil wrappers. Mm -hmm. And then you open them up and and you realize that those uh, squiggles were V's, and that each of the orders was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. When they were supposed to be, either pork or chicken. Mm-hmm. So, so how did that go over? Well, well, it went for the, for the people who prepared the food. No, no, how did, how did it that went, go over? It went, our, our it went beautifully. It went beautifully. They 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 have no knowledge of that that I was then uh, uh, in in a in a blind rage that I yeah. was that I was. Um, uh, told by my wife to to uh, I don't know leave or or I can't remember what your admonition was, but it wasn't it wasn't welcoming. Well, well our, I, I our didn't feel, I, did, I, I didn't feel the gratitude for the uh, for the Chipotle. Uh, our our youngest and I were waiting. She was excited that Daddy's coming home with um, Chipotle for dinner, and our sophomore was with you, and. You came in. The temperature in the kitchen was perfect. Temperature of the room was lovely. Well, well, well of course. You came in. Nobody, nobody in the kitchen or in the room had been <laughs> had been at a T-Mobile store for four hours, sure, followed fair. by getting a botched fair. Chipotle order. So you. It came, wasn't. It wasn't that it was botched. It was. It was the. And, you didn't and God, even know God it was bless, botched. God bless the people who are who are, who are working there. I mean, honest to God, what a what a, I'm sure, grueling, uh, job, facing hostile 
uh, hangry people all the time. So so I didn't I didn't give any of this back to them. I just no. I just but you I just took it out on our on our on our broken garbage sliding door. <laughs> you came in the house hot. You, and before you even knew the Chipotle order was wrong, you came in the house. I hot. came in you hot. You came in the house. You came in hot, and with our fifteen-year-old who was just looking at me, shrugging her shoulders, like, uh, "This isn't my fault. He's just coming in hot." And then you take out the orders, and you're already hot, and and boom, 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 and some of the orders are wrong, and and that just makes you hotter. And may and I add kind something? Of, yes. An hour and a half later, when I picked up our son from basketball practice and he was super hungry and i and i said i mentioned that i had gotten a chipotle burrito yeah. but it was vegetarian yeah and, but i would cut up some chicken that we had and put it put yeah. it in there i pulled out the, i unwrapped the the tinfoil i unwrapped the burrito and he said and a quote it's just guac it's just a tortilla full of guac. And I said, it's not just guac. That's all you can see. But then I took a fork out of the drawer and I started stirring it up. And you could see the it was like a shepherd's pie. As you can see a base layer of sour cream. There was sprinkled cheese. There was corn. There were black beans. There was some rice in there. And only then did he did he uh, allow me to cut up chicken. I said, once we, I said, this is how it always looks. That's why you don't unwrap a burrito. Well, and his That's defense, why they wrap it he quickly because it's not an appetizing thing to look at. He knew before he went off to his workout that he was, that, that there was gonna, this was going to be waiting for him at home. So I think he was looking forward to it. So when he finally saw this vegetarian <laughs> wrapped bunch of bits, uh, he wasn't thrilled. But I want to I revisit because when you, you were hot, and the order was wrong, and you were still hot, and so you were complaining about and the order. And you diffused it perfectly. No, I no, I did not. I'm not gonna. That's not what I'm gonna say. Oh. As I'm sitting there, our 15 year old slides her phone over in front of me, and she's just written like in the notes folder. He ordered everything at once instead of one at a time. <laughs> and I just looked at her, and I nodded. I knew exactly what she meant, and that could have been part of the reason that the order was wrong but no but i did say to you i was just like steve and you looked at me and you knew by the look on my face you said what and i said we'll talk about it later when the kids were out and it was just you you that, that, that's, you have to admit that's the you, that's you the, did not need to come in as hot that's as you the, did. that's the spousal equivalent of see me after practice or see me in the office after yes. class. And you wanted, you wanted no part of it. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it then. I also didn't want to talk about it later. <laughs> well, a little bit later when I said to you. I didn't want to talk about it now. I know you don't want to talk about it now. But anyway, everything ended up fine. The It, it ended up fine. Oh, uh, it, but it, it has turned me vegetarian. It's <laughs> But anyway, just our, first of all, I delight in the fact that our 15-year-old was smart enough to just like kind of look at me and slide her phone over without saying anything. And I could just look down. I just nodded. There's no word spoken. It was like one of those moments a mother has with her daughter when you're like, yes, we're speaking the same nonverbal language hey, because your father's in the room and he can't know. Have I become, and don't, and don't say become, become, have I become a ridiculous figure in my own household? <laughs> There are times where you are a ridiculous figure in your own house. But I'm the, uh, I'm the object of ridicule among you and, and our kids conspiring there, there with are, silent, uh, with, with, with eye contact. When we speak our, our, our dad can't know language, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, our son isn't involved with it quite as much. He doesn't conspire with, with you? He, he, he's starting to ridicule me. He is starting well, to well, ridicule like, you. Well, like when we pull something out of the microwave, and I'll, uh, if I tell him, or pull a pizza out of the oven, I tell him, be careful, he'll, he, he now undercuts my, what, because it's a thousand degrees Kelvin? And I say, do I say that a lot? You say it all the time. Or you say it's Vesuvian. And <laughs> but you secretly love that he's doing that because you know that at some point be when he has his, his own point, children, he'll be saying that as well. Yes. Shall we get to viewer mail, Rebecca? Yeah. Get to viewer shall mail. we just barrel roll out of this and get to viewer yes, mail? Yes, we okay. should. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. First viewer mail comes, what is viewer mail? What does that go to? Do we ever give that address? We it's probably should. Ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Ballandchainpod right? at gmail.com. Okay. 
Uh, the first viewer mail comes from Ed, our resident patent attorney and completionist. Ed in Maryland. Hey, Ed. Ed I'll be in your area next week. I'm calling a uh, well, Washington Mystics game. Do you game. have any patent? Dependent, depends on what part of Maryland he's in. But. Do you have any patent concerns? Uh, I mean, if, as if our I resident do, patent I attorney, I think know. I think he ought to do pro bono patent uh, work for you, don't you think? I, I do. Anyway, Ed writes, uh, Hi, Steve and Rebecca. Steve, you're quite right about pluralizing Ralph. You, you may recall in our last podcast, we had consecutive viewer mails from Ralph's. Right. Right? Not Ralph's. Well, uh, that's what we're getting at. That's what Ed's saying. Exactly. I'm quite right about pluralizing Ralph. One half, two halves, one Ralph, two Ralphs, writes nice. Ed. Also, the plural of Alex ought to be Alice's, possibly Alice's, and the plural of Brenda should be Brende, B-R-E-N-D-A-E. Not Brendai. Uh, it doesn't end in an I. Oh, true. Brende. Brende. Okay. You think? Mm, sure. And, and by the way, it came up yesterday at the T-Mobile store with our high schooler. The guy working there is from another part of Connecticut, but he had relatives in Massachusetts. We were just talking about the travel 20 miles, and you have a whole different accent and a whole different uh, kind of vocabulary in New England. Yeah. And your dad, who grew up in New Britain, New Britain, Mm-hmm. which doesn't pronounce the T's as we've discussed before, uh, our, our sophomore said, yeah, uh, you know, of her grandfather, he always says Monday and Tuesday. Does and he? My father? Are you kidding? And the guy, the guy at the store said, what does he say? And I said, if it's, if it's, if it's the first day of the first weekday, he will say it's Monday. He doesn't say Monday. He Tuesday. says Monday and Monday Tuesday. And Tuesday. Oh, I haven't really noticed that before. I'll have to. Ask him to ask him uh, to name a Dodgers outfielder of the seventies and eighties, and when he eventually gets to Rick Monday, see how he pronounces that. Okay, that's the easiest way for me to get him to say Monday. Say, Dad, sing it. Just another manic, and he'll say Monday. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ed. Uh, in Comic Sans uh, font, Barb in South Windsor writes. And, and, and Rebecca, can you verify that she's writing this in Comic Sans? I can confirm. Hi, Rebecca and Steve. With all that happened this week, oh, okay. Um, okay, with all that happened this week in Texas and being a retired teacher, it seems silly to be sending this, but maybe it will bring a smile to your face as it did for me. I came across these in my local grocery store, Geisler's, Rebecca. Oh, we know Geisler's. She's, she's obviously local because there's only about five Geisler's, I think, That's right? That's right. Yeah. What is the plural of Geisler's? Because Geisler's is already plural. It's Geisler's with an apostrophe S. It would be Geisler's with an S apostrophe. Geisler's is. Sure. Geisler's is. Uh, I came across these in my local grocery store, Geisler's, and had them in my hand to buy for you both. But then it occurred to me, how would I get them to you? And would they even fit you? So I took this pic to let you know I love the pod and thank you for bringing joy and levity to your listeners. Perhaps I can be your resident finder of rare things. I'm just jealous because my son-in-law, Chris, has a title and I don't. This is from Barb in South Windsor and Rebecca. There are two photo attachments. Oh, my goodness. This is at Geisler's? Rebecca. Well, let me see. What kind of a... Father's Day is coming up. Look at this. They are White Castle Socks. They are White Castle Socks next to Mentos Mentos Socks. socks and, And Pop-Tarts Socks. I can see Raisin Bran socks and cocoa uh, and uh, cornflake socks in the same thing. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be sending... Uh, Your uh, wish uh, is... Swedish fish socks, Rebecca. Uh, if only I only had the and, colorful Swedish and fish. And Ritz cracker socks. Um, well, I, we, we, uh, we go to Geisers all the time. We'll have to look for those, Barb, uh, the next time we're in Geisers. Thank you very much. And speaking of White Castle, Rebecca... Speaking yes. of White Castle, yes. in the mail this week oh, yes. was a package, uh, not a package stuck in the Tupperware package vault that I've installed at the curb, but in our mailbox, I, I, I tore it open with trembling with anticipation. Mm. It was from a, a return address in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it was from a, a, a listener, a it viewer. Mm-hmm. And it was a White Castle 
coffee mug, but oh, not nice. just a White Castle coffee mug, a used White Castle coffee mug picked up at a Goodwill store yeah. that if you microwave it or pour hot liquid into it, it changes color. And it came in a oversized White Castle hamburger box. Uh, commemor- and, and the whole thing commemorates the 100th anniversary in, 19, in 2021 of White Castle. So Jeff in Minnesota, who I believe is our resident water park engineer, architect, lazy yes. river magnate, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, sent as a, as a to gesture the of kindness. of the family, because so, you, when you opened it up, the kids were there and everything. It's pretty incredible. So Thank what, you, Jeff. what I need to do, I need to put on my White Castle socks. Mm-hmm. That you don't get have them. yet. Yeah. Get, get White get Castle them. socks. Get my White Castle mug. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and probably put on the rest of and my outfit. Hold a, and hold a copy of Knights in White Castle. Well, I, I don't know that that, that might be that might be uh, that might be a tip it over into far. into absurdity, <laughs> but just enjoy a enjoy a hot cup of Joe. I think you should wear the White Castle socks as mittens, so you don't burn your your hands when you're picking up your cup of coffee. By the way, um, you, I don't remember the origin of it, but you, uh, to to gales of your own laughter, wrote a. The, the the seed of a country music song this week and and something about a a um a, a drunk taking a shower and and your title which i think is brilliant honestly i, I can't believe there, there may be already be a country song by this name in the last 70 years if not there should be one do you want to throw it out there for any would-be songwriters or or do you want to keep it for your own i don't remember title? so i want you to remind me it, it, it involved a, a, a drunk in a shower. Maybe the, the drunk was trying to sober up by taking the shower, but the but the result was your song title, Clean But Not Sober. That's right, yes. Clean, maybe clean parentheses but not sober, but I, yes, I, 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 thought, right. it was, I thought it was it's nice. That's not bad. Yeah. Maybe Tom, Dick, and Harry can, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that they've had any kind of country-tinged tunes, and we'll, we'll, we'll throw that out for, for Tom, Dick, and Harry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the two Ralphs uh, writes in. This is Ralph in Maryland. He says, uh, Hi, Restiva. Actor Rafe Fines pronounces his name as Rafe, which is an alternate pronunciation in the UK. Why? I do not know. That's true. Rafe Fines, the great actor Rafe Fines. You enjoyed him in Quiz Show and many other movies. Uh, his name is Welsh. It's pronounced Rafe, R A F E, but spelled Ralph, R A L P H. A turtle wax writes, uh, Rafe in Maryland is available at Home Depot. Turtle wax. Yeah, I was not. You could have got some today. Well, well, I was at a big box store that oh. was not Home Depot. I was That's at Lowe's, right. but the Lowe's and the Home Depot where I go are next to each other. They're next to each other. Yes, they are. It's it's, and it's a like a McDonald's throw, and a Burger King stones across throw each other. from a Burger King that has one of those things that you can't get out. Yeah, of. yeah, an inescapable drive-through. Yes, that where you have to abandon the car and then throw a uh, grappling hook over the over the retaining wall, and then try to pull yourself out of there. After you've removed your license plates. After, after I mean, it's as a courtesy, removing my license plates. Red Barber said, whoa, doctor, when a good play was made during a game. That is true, uh, the great Red Barber. Um, and uh, I don't know if that was a non sequitur, but I'm glad he threw it in there. Me too. Rebecca, our next uh, viewer mail comes from, oh, from Roger, our, uh, our Colorado waving wildlife crossing guard and cyclist okay yes roger in colorado i believe roger was a was roger a yukon alum we we really need to know the backstories of all of our uh viewer mail regulars rebecca yes uh memorize them we should do that over the summer like this, some of our kids have to memorize for ap us history right uh, like the define seventy five terms, or something. Or the periodic I, table. I, I'll, I'll memorize we, our residents. We, we should get an actual periodic table. Like laminate a card. A periodic table of our periodic correspondence. I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger writes. What would Roger's uh, periodic no, C Y our cyclist C O C Y our Colorado cyclist something like that. Cyclists get to see and interact with lots of things. Writes Roger, things I have helped across the road, bike path or trail, either by physically carrying them, moving them along, or stopping and slowing vehicles slash people until they are clear, have so far included. And, and, and now I realize Roger is writing in response to, we mentioned your mother was uh, was uh, um, uh, Florence Nightingale of 
of turtles mm-hmm. in in uh, southern New England. I'm going to bring up because uh, helping turtles cross the street. A couple of days ago, my dad doesn't listen to this podcast and podcast. And a couple of days ago, he's an incompletionist. He's never listened yeah, to a minute of it. He texted my sister and my brother and me and just said. I just stopped and helped a turtle across the road at Iron Horse Park and uh, because my mother used to. It was just his way, like, saying, you know, I did something that mom used to do. And I was like, oh, how perfect. We were just talking about this. Anyway, back to the cyclists. And now my hands are slick with turtle urine. Did, yeah. he, say, did he have that? I did in the group text ask him if the if the turtle uh, relieved well, itself. This but is interesting because you may have forgotten this now, but. Sunday, after my long and grueling drive back from the AAU basketball tournament, you informed me that immediately upon arrival, I was going to be driving to our youngest softball game, and which which I did happily. And while we were sitting watching the her softball game, a kid came out of the woods holding a turtle, yes, brandishing a turtle, yes. And somebody at the game said, "Ooh, turtles are disease bearing." Is that true? That they're full of disease? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was it was stated as fact, and and the fact that it was said while the kid was brandishing a turtle gave me gave me pause. Not didn't literally give me pause. Well, it shouldn't stop people from helping a turtle across the road. It just means after they do, they should wash their hands. Okay. Okay. Well, but anyway. I'm sure one of our one of our viewers knows whether or not turtles are full of disease. I, I I I think the kid was helping the turtle get to I a safe place. I don't. I think so. the kid found the turtle, yeah. and that poor turtle, he was like playing with the turtle. He was about to go return it. Yeah, I mean, we're, he was at, playing a, we're fetch. at a field. How? Oh, we're at a field. How? No, he wasn't throwing he wasn't the turtle. He was. It. He would throw a stick, and the turtle would go fetch it. Is That's that what, what was happening? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, I think a parent tired tiring of the kids said, "Go go play fetch with the turtle." Right. Snakes, by far the most encountered, including one rattlesnake, much to my daughter's chagrin. Ooh. So, 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 Ooh. Roger helped encounter the snake. He's not. No, he helped it. it across the road. No, he didn't. He he has two turtles, rabbits. Now, this is either a typographical error or or a creature that I've not encountered in my fifty-five years on Earth. Pika, P-I-K-A. Is that is that uh, is that plural for pike? As in the fish that he's helped cross the road, or what is pika? I know pika fools gold. Are P-I-C-A, these things that have P-I-K-A. crossed his path, or that he's helped cross the path? No, pika, small mountain-dwelling mammal found in Asia and North America with oh. short limbs. It kind of looks like a, a you're, mouse. You're doing this without aid of Google or anything, right? It's got. It looks like a. So it's a small woodland creature. I guess. Okay, ground squirrels slash chipmunks. Ground squirrels, are there are there sky squirrels, Rebecca? Yeah, they're flying squirrels. But they don't stay aloft for for their their life. They're they're mostly. I think he's just making it clear that these squirrels don't have wings. Aren't flying squirrels or don't have those things that let them fly? Aren't flying squirrels ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time ground squirrels? Yeah, but there are the ones that can like, they they probably don't have wings, like, but they can. Swim. Oh, are they? You know what I'm about. Are they ground squirrels like like ground chuck? Or are they ground squirrels like they've they're on punishment? Those are grounded squirrels. Oh. I'm talking ground squirrels like ground beef. Oh. I guess you wouldn't be helping oh, those across. That's awful. I'm sorry. Keep reading. I'm just reading the mail. Okay. Okay. Ground squirrels slash chipmunks. Squirrels. Next on his list of squirrels. So so he he, he distinguishes between ground squirrels and squirrels. Flying squirrels, Rebecca, don't enter into it because if he was helping a flying squirrel cross the road, he would have to catch it with a butterfly net first as it flies over his head, right? Ground squirrels are members of the squirrel family of rodents, which generally live on or in the ground rather than trees. So these are ones, forget, it has something to do with flying. It has to do with not living in trees. Okay. Uh, Perhaps, perhaps Denny can play. the 80s hairband uh, anthem, squirrels, 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 uh, over this segment, Rebecca. Finally, fawns, does, and bucks. I mean, do, am I to believe that Roger has helped a buck Can you please cross the street? start the thing again? He's just talking about what he's seen. Elk. 
he finally finished with elk. I picture remember the scene in the in the in the opening credits of the Odd Couple where Felix is trying to help an old lady cross the street in Manhattan and she whacks him with his with his with her purse as he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm picturing Roger trying to help an elk dismounting from a cycle to help an elk cross the road. Can we go back to the beginning? Maybe he's referring to like a member of the Elks Lodge. Like like a like a fifty year old guy in a in a hat who's just had a who's just had a few too many cocktails. Tell me when you're done. I'm done. Okay, can we go back to the very beginning? Cyclists get to see and, and, and interact with lots of things. Things I have helped across the road, comma bike path or trail, either by physically carrying them, moving them along, or stopping and slowing vehicles slash people until they are clear, have so far included. Okay. So yes, he has so helped the them last cross one. the road. So he has stopped so that things could cross. Okay. But it's not like he he went over and Assisted picked the elk up while the elk was urinating elk, on his hand and crossed him across the street. Led the elk by its elk and elbow wherever that <laughs> right. is I need across the street. I need to pay closer attention to the beginning of these emails. And the best one so far, writes Roger, Black Bear, two times. One very big one who basically was telling everyone he owned the road. The other probably a two or three year old who came out of the scrub brush maybe 10 feet in front of me. Luckily, it was a steep hill and I was going up. And we looked at each other as he crossed the road and otherwise went on our ways. But I did warn the oncoming cars to slow down because he stopped on the other side of the road to munch on something, probably some sort of berries. I will tell you out of all of them, the turtles are the only ones I carried. Although the huge snapping turtle I just warned the other cyclist about after almost hitting him because I thought he was a manhole cover on the bike path in the pre-dawn light. Snakes are the hardest to move along and the fawns are the cutest. Rebecca, your mom was the greatest, and I still love it whenever you share stories of her. She seems like she was a really special woman. Roger, your Colorado waving and wildlife crossing guard cyclist. Roger, thank you. Fantastic uh, viewer mail, by the way, Rebecca. That is, and we would have avoided a lot of headaches if we had just read I had waited to ask all these questions after you'd read well, but, the but, but we've learned both what pica, I've already forgotten what pica are, but some kind of a, a frightened woodchuck, pica, ground squirrels. Mm-hmm. We've now distinguished ground squirrels from... from uh, from uh, what was just regular squirrels, subterranean squirrels from yeah. from terranean squirrels mm-hmm. from uh, from flying squirrels. Yes. Right. Yes. A flying squirrel that has been barred by the FAA from flying is a grounded squirrel, right? That's right. Yes. Okay. Shall we move on? Yes. George, my monocle dealer, my uh, uh, my uh, pumpkin patron. Right, patron of the arts. Yes, and uh, and general general all around good citizen of Columbus, Ohio, writes Rebecca and Steve. I have comments on two topics from last week's podcast. One, I am not a turtler or even a turtle carrier, but your discussion reminded me of a memorable encounter. A memorable encounter I had with a giant tortoise with giant tortoises during a trip to Galapagos in 2007. It is one of the few places on Earth where you can come within a few feet of these magnificent creatures in the wild, although the guide warned, although the guide warned me to back off if they started hissing. Hissing, okay. They could, they, they, presumably they could charge you, right, Rebecca? <laughs> I suppose, yes. Either the turtles or the authorities in, yes. in Galapagos could yes. charge you as well. Yes, With With, uh, with uh, uh, baiting a turtle. The tortoise. It's probably as close as you can come to a Jurassic Park experience, writes George. Later, I had the opportunity to see Lonesome George, the last remaining Pinta Island tortoise at the Darwin Institute. George died in 2012 at an estimated age of about 100, but I still have his T-shirt, photo attached, celebrating this this notable namesake. And and indeed, uh, George sends a picture of Lonesome George, the last of a dying race. Uh, but when George says, I still have his T-shirt, it, it makes it sound like, you know, he slept over at George's and, and left with his T-shirt. Two, since your tandem information age, since your tandem information agents, Dorian and Scott, resurrected the topic of tandem bikes, I thought I would attach this recent photo of perhaps the greatest attempt at tandem bike landscaping. The owners of this newly renovated vacation cottage on the corner of Elm and 4th Street near Lake Erie evidently decided to forego the usual boring white picket fence in favor of a fence made of a variety of bikes attached front to back. My daughter dubbed this property Bike Mare on Elm Street. (laughs) It seems the Property Owners Association feels the same way as they are asking the owners to take it down. And Rebecca, here is a lovely uh, lemon yellow 
uh, actually not pale yellow, sort of vaguely Victorian looking house with a fence of white ghost bikes around it. I think it's cool. It, it's cool. It is cool. Um, at, at Bike Mare on Elm Street. It's it's. Uh, I I wish I could post it. I don't think it would be fair to me to post a picture of somebody else's house without their knowledge. Right. Um, but it's it's kind of cool. It is cool. And it's a great name. George's daughter obviously has uh, a way with with words. Finally, Rebecca, Doctor Gary Siegel. Hi, Doctor Siegel. I, I haven't. I didn't really build him up. I didn't, wasn't the hype That's man. That's right. That this I, that this I, one I doesn't have. need a build up. This is just a friendly hello, Doctor Siegel. Finally, finally, uh, a viewer who needs no introduction, right? Right. Doctor Gary Siegel. Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes Dr. Siegel, another short letter, but this time I'm writing on Monday, Memorial Day before dark, and not at the last minute. I enjoyed last week's podcast, which was so nice regarding the graduation festivities. Rebecca's story of unknown giant male teens crawling around in the kitchen was pretty funny. The loving humor in regard to your sweet late mother-in-law was not as funny as Rebecca indicated, despite your usual very clever wordsmithing and sense of humor. Dr. Siegel. (laughs) You're getting admonished by Dr. Siegel. I've been admonished. You have. He's uh, he's by like the kindest figure in our podcast. You're being admonished. I I I I've uh, when you've been admonished by Doctor Siegel, you stay admonished. Much like the uh, the uh, the shoelaces that you tie in the what are those things called? The better bow. The better bow. I've been better bowed by Doctor Siegel. <laughs> he's admonished me, and I'm staying admonished. You better. Well, I, I now feel bad about my earlier reference to turtle urine on this podcast, Rebecca. I am on-duty obstetrician at a small hospital for around 10 days, writes Dr. Siegel. I'm three days into the stint, and so far, so good. Two boys and one girl, and as I type, one laboring mother is expecting a girl, and she's happy as a clam with an epidural just having been placed. Two of the babies were born between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. a night ago, so I'm hoping for a pre-midnight delivery today. Have we talked about this? About the, you know all of our kids being born between midnight and eight a.m. Yes. Is statistically are you more likely to give birth in the wee small hours for by some if reason? You, by you, you mean me, me clearly. Well, but I, if by you, you mean the collective you. I don't know. Doctor Siegel might know. Well, uh, there's got to be studies that have been done. He's providing the, anecdotal the, evidence from this past weekend that I know. But I want. I, it's a great question. Is there, is there a hot hour of the day or evening where most children are born, or hot? couple of hours or whatever it would be i was born at, at around six thirty p.m so what time were you born rebecca i was born at eleven eleven p.m make a wish uh, on the business of the pod writes dr siegel one mrs dgs prefers to fly in the less expensive airline when comparing southwest to delta and although i've expressed a preference for delta she's in charge of our travel arrangements although sometimes i'm asked for input regarding flight times delta generally has more times than southwest so t- sometimes the f- flight times, not cost, is a major factor. She's not the ESPN travel desk, but I bet that she could work it at it adeptly. Ah. Two, our beach trip to the Gulf is a driving one. We're around six hours away with my son and family from New Orleans also making a five-hour drive. Our daughter and family will be flying from Austin, so we're all looking forward to a great week that ends just before Father's Day. So Dr. Siegel is on vacay, Rebecca. Next week? Well, uh, the Next is week that is next the week, week that ends on Van Father's Day. Three, our Acura SUV will be filled with beach towels, beach chairs, food, and requested paraphernalia for the littles. When the youngest, with the youngest about to turn three, our daughter is having us obtain and bring things for them since they're limited in what they can take on a plane trip. That's a that's an old ruse, Rebecca. Yes. Make the grandparents bring this stuff. Mrs. DGS bought a new cooler today at Target, and heaven knows what else we'll be packing into a crowded Acura MDX. Just make sure when you buy that cooler. You've already bought it. I bought a cooler at the big box store for our daughter's graduation party. I don't know if I mentioned this. And the little cap you that, didn't mention this. that you screw onto the the uh, release valve for all of the melted ice, Yeah. somebody had pocketed that at uh, at Lowe's. And so so I, I found that the cap from a Diet Coke. You MacGyvered a, per- a solution. MacGyvered. You, the morning of her graduation party, you were like, I cannot believe this. Somebody... We bought this cooler, and somebody has stolen off the little yeah. valve release. Yeah, you, you were you were not thrilled, but but I handled much it well. like with the trash thing. Yeah, you've you figured out a solution. 
Four, I've enjoyed your Steely Dan references, and I'm so amazed at how you have such a good memory of the lyrics of so many songs from so many artists. Mrs. DGS was always a big Harry Chapin fan, as, I, as am I, with Cats in the Cradle always being a tearjerker song for me. However, as a teen in the 1970s, I enjoyed my share of progressive rock groups using Moog synthesizers. Prog rock, Rebecca. Yes, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and the Moody Blues are still favorites of mine, among many other groups. Um... Uh, from the beginning, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Rebecca ELP. Um, another great uh, Harry Chapin uh, song, Rebecca. Me, I'm flying in my taxi, taking tips and getting stoned. Oh, yeah. Uh, five. One viewer called in with palindromic uh, car mileage at around 200,000 miles. We had a mommy truck, 1999 Lincoln Navigator, with captain's chairs so that the children wouldn't be able to hit each other. Big fail. In the middle, and when we got the Acura MDX, we simply kept the 12-year-old Navigator as a spare car for the dogs. And the dogs, his dogs drive, Rebecca. Sounds like it. We drove the dogs yesterday to a grooming place, and they were groomed for the first time, I think, ever. Well, and the lady for the said, young one, the first time ever. And every for the six older weeks. one, for the first time in a couple of years. And I said, so not every three years? Oh, th- you put, I put my hands through them. They're soft. They're a different color. Um yeah, I'll do that more frequently. Well, anyway, the uh, it, the, the navigator uh, lasted eighteen years and two hundred and twenty four thousand miles. Rebecca, that, that say that again. The the Doctor Siegel's mommy truck, nineteen ninety nine Lincoln Navigator, lasted eighteen years and two hundred and twenty four thousand miles. It, it was the impressive. it was the uh, George the Tortoise of of uh, yes. luxury SUVs. Six, Sunday, May 29th, was the biggest day of the year in auto racing with the Monaco Grand Prix, the Indianapolis 500, and the Coca-Cola 600 for NASCAR, all running consecutively on the same day. In mixed wet-dry conditions, the Monegasque Charles Leclerc was on pole with a slightly quicker Ferrari, with the top four cars being two Ferraris and two Red Bulls. Rebecca, I watched much of this race. It was long delayed with the rain and, and um, wet track, but but I can't resist Formula One cars uh, uh, serpentining through the, the streets of of Monaco, it's it's uh, it's what I think of as uh, auto racing. In this case, Red Bull was victorious with Sergio Perez, aka Checo. I don't know if it's pronounced C H E C O. A popular driver, winning the crown jewel of motorsports in his third Grand Prix victory. He's uh, from Mexico. Rebecca Ferrari made a strategic blunder that resulted in their two cars going from P one and P two starts to P two and P four finishes. And the championship is quite close among the teams and drivers. Mercedes continues to improve their car, but they still lack perhaps five-tenths per lap relative to their two rivals. That, Rebecca, leaves the great Lewis Hamilton uh, out of the running for uh, for this year's championship. Next, in a fortnight, and while we're at the beach, awaits the challenging street circuit in Azerbaijan. The Indy 500 was won in a gripping last few laps finished by former F1 driver Marcus Ericsson of Sweden. Lastly, if there's a viewer, he guzzled the milk at the end. Rebecca, he chose whole milk this year. You get your choice of 1%, 2% or whole. He chose whole. Can Lastly, you, if there's a viewer... Can you choose a color, uh, chocolate or a strawberry or no? Um, I, I, I don't believe so. I mean, you can, but uh, 25 years ago, Emerson Fittipaldi drank orange juice and uh, it was a big mistake. Lastly, if there's a viewer who is following NASCAR more closely, please enlighten us as to how the season is going. Denny Hamlin won the Coca-Cola 600. All the best. Uh, Gary Siegel, Gary E. Siegel, MD. And Dr. Siegel sends a follow-up, Rebecca, postscript. Uh, Tuesday, 0140 hours, 140 a.m. Again, mm-hmm. bolstering our case. Healthy girl, eight pounds, five ounces, all as well. Yay. So there you go, right? Yes. That's about all we have for uh, producer Denny Gallagher. For uh, everybody else, Tom Dick Hari. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. 
day by day, just keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.